how do you make people feel comfortable? And I think the first thing is, you know, you guys do it. You got to greet your guests. You got to take a little moment and make them feel comfortable. Sometimes on TV, we don't have that luxury. I mean, we get to greet them, obviously, but we don't have a lot of time just to hang out beforehand. So I think it's about encouraging them that the questions that you're about to ask them they should know the answers to these things. It's not like you're about to throw them a curveball that's something that is way out of the blue. These questions, this interview you're about to conduct should be something that they're fired up about, they're passionate about. Um, and I think that that a lot of times puts people at ease. Three, two, one, zero. Liftoff, we have a liftoff. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Do Marketing Differently podcast presented by Go Rogue X. This is the podcast dedicated to those who are wanting to serve first, give value, and stand out from the crowd, right, Lauren? Right. Yeah, that's my co-host, Lauren. Hey, hey, make sure that you guys subscribe to our podcast. It's on all the players because we try to bring you tips and tricks and all kinds of great marketing advice um, to help you really put a face with your brand. And so uh, we have amazing guests on the show. And I'm sorry I cut you off, Lauren. You were like going to say hi. And I was like, no, we're moving on. Okay, <laughs> I mean, we it's, it's, it's about Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Usually. That's terrible. Not today. We have an amazing guest with us today, Mr. Jason Sewell. Yeah, thanks, guys, for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Absolutely. This is fantastic. So Jason is into all things that are cool. I just think I look at you and I'm like... <laughs> Of course, Jason would be into that. It's cool. So you're a part of the Walton Art Center. You guys do a lot of stuff there. Later with Jason Sewell, your own talk show, which is super cool. And then uh, Good Day NWA, Good day, NWA yeah. which is even fantastic. So yeah. you are the guy. And this is the episode where we're going to be focusing on um, how to really do an amazing interview. And Jason, you've done a ton of amazing interviews. Is that what this, is that what this one is, is that about? what we're doing? <laughs> Uh-oh. You got your Moscow mule here? Yeah, totally. <laughs> this coffee filled uh just <laughs> to clarify exactly yes, yeah absolutely we love our mugs around here but we need we're, we're, we're talking getting, about getting some new yeah that's a marketing thing right, right there yeah there you go production boom we have go rogue x mugs coming yeah a potter working on them a potter it's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be thrown it's gonna be on the wheel wow it is legit but i am gonna be i'm already impressed <laughs> see exactly we so, go big at, at go rogue <laughs> you do <laughs> Oh no goodness. expense spared. I mean, I just go with kind of the mass marketing like mug and get your logo printed on the side. You guys are like, who do I know who throws clay pots? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Yeah. It's legitimately a potter. There is legit. Seri here's the deal. She's working on carving our X into what she threw. So, it's amazing. Jason, it's a <laughs> yes. cool thing to be a potter, and I'm sure that you are a mm. potter somehow, because again, you're into the cool, <laughs> into the cool stuff. Because you were like, oh, yeah, yeah, and this is this the way? Well, I know, what I know the words, and I, and I know artists who are potters, but I'm not one myself. Um, but you know enough to be dangerous. Yeah, I know enough to be wheel. dangerous. Yeah. I've seen Ghost. <laughs> so, oh, that was exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of. I was like, that's it. I can't think of that without thinking of Ghost. <laughs> I know. It's so terrible. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, hey, before we get off, Wait, too too much of a derail here. Yes. Uh, we're going we're gonna to jump into that. But before we do, uh, Lauren, we'd like to start off with something fun. We do, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> if we haven't already had enough fun. We'd like to uh, start each episode off with what are you obsessed with this week? So, Jason, what are you obsessed with? What am I obsessed with this week? Books. 
I'm a oh, reader. Nice. I'm a reader, uh, old school, like paper book, yeah, hold paper. it in my hands. <laughs> yeah, I want to read yeah. the words. A lot of people are into Kindles or they're, you know, they can have the words on their tablets or whatever. And I like to have a book in front of me. So I just, I've read uh, Stephen King's The Institute book mm. in about five days. It's a big, you know, his books are pretty dense and thick. Yeah. So I've been obsessed with it. If you're going to ask me that question, because I like go home from doing television show and I have just been going through a lot of people are streaming stuff online not me i am on the porch just diving That's into awesome. this this book by stephen king so i've never so is that a new one is it old it's old a newer one, one? yeah oh, okay, so okay. it came out like within the past year and it's kind of oh. harkens back to it's about kids yeah. so you know that kind of feel of his popular book it mm-hmm. um it's kind of like that these kids have psychic abilities and they're all in an institute together and and what happens there and i really loved what i really loved about it is that it ends with a more of a question I feel like I mean he ties a nice bow on the end there but it ends with like um, which is worse kind of question okay. hmm. you know Ooh, yeah. um, and and obviously he takes it in one direction but I feel like he could have easily went the other way and you would have been left with the same question like I don't know is this better or because he did that thing is that better I don't know so I kind of like those you yeah. know to ponder get a little deep with my man Stephen King <laughs> So that's, that's what awesome. I've been obsessed with. That's awesome. Well, so with that, though, uh, this is a completely random yeah, question. Yeah, hit me with random. So, so I love random. What is your best posture for reading a book? Ooh. Because I tend, when I sit down to read a yeah. book, I know this is, I, I told you it was random. Okay. Right. Yeah, I love well, how I'm being judged in this <laughs> yes. corner over here. So, but it is that because I, when I sit down, I'm like, shoulder, like mm-hmm. head goes down yeah. or something. And then I'm like really uncomfortable. I'm like, I want to sit and read. Mm-hmm. I have terrible posture in general. But what, what is your go-to? It's all about the chair, I think, that uh, you're sitting in. And, and I would do say chair because I know that books have this tendency as well. That if you're laying down, I mean, I don't mind reading a book while I'm laying down, but I'm going to go to sleep. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, right. And I know that going in. <laughs> so sit up. Like this chair would be great for it. I think, too, there's a couple factors. It also depends on, do you have a hardcover book? Do you have a softcover book? Softcover books, to me, are a little more you can kick back and relax into that book. Mm-hmm. Hardcover, I don't know, feels a little more... Um, um, proper. <laughs> you got to be proper while you're reading yeah, a book. Yeah. So I think seated is the way to go for me. Okay. Um, unless I'm unless I'm trying to read right before I go to sleep, and I know this is gonna yeah. you know put, knock, knock me out, out cold. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I like nice. how I thought that was a really awkward question, and he's like gave you like I a knew. really thought out answer <laughs> I know to Jason that. Sewell and I <laughs> knew he was going to because it was a serious question on yes, my part because yes. I, I want to help I want to read more I'm here to help so <laughs> here's the deal if you came here today for reading tips you can go ahead and turn off the podcast because we're done that we're was done. fantastic that was it. Nailed. that's all Just you need to so know so much information yeah. and wisdom right there dense, so. dense done information <laughs> alright Lauren what's your obsession this week it's a little bit odd um, but when I was a little girl my dad used to play like a game on the computer I used to watch it, and I thought it was really interesting. It was called Mist. I don't know if you guys M-Y-S-T, right? Maybe? Yeah, and it's like this world that you go Mm -hmm. into, and you're trying to find the red or the blue pages. It's Mm. like they give you no prompts of what you're supposed to do. It's all these weird, like like a futuristic world, and you're trying to find out, like, what happened and everything. Um, It's really hard it like the old school had like six discs that came with it and it came with a journal because you have to take notes like while you're in this world anyways they remastered it and released it and so i downloaded it on my switch and have been playing it it's like such like a brings me back to like as was a little girl watching my dad play it and watching him like take notes and i thought i wonder if i'll have to do that 
totally have. That game is hard. <laughs> um, but it's been really fascinating to play and everything. It's kind of cool seeing it from a version of also an adult because obviously as a kid I was like, I have no idea what's going on. And as an adult, I somewhat know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I still have no idea, but it's But fun. yeah, it was just really cool to have those yeah. kind of old school games and everything. And I totally had to text my dad and I was like, you won't believe what I'm playing. <laughs> so proud, I'm sure, in that moment. Yes, I yeah. played that game. Did you? I had that game. Oh, yeah. yeah, when I was a kid. I didn't. I don't think I made it past level one. And I do agree with you <laughs> that it was kind of a bizarre sort of game. Because as a kid, I don't know. Again, I'm, I've always tried to be in all things cool. And it was like the number one seller. So I was like, yeah, got to oh, get yeah. this game. And then I get it home and I'm like, what? Are you, what? <laughs> what like, I feel like it just started by you're just standing there mm-hmm. um, with no instruction, right. really. Uh, so hmm. kudos to you for hopping back yeah. on that horse and like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to master this game now that I'm an adult. Yeah, I absolutely love puzzles. So, and these are kind of like, they're all um, environmental puzzles. So like everything, like you're trying to like push a button and something shifts on the other part of the island that you didn't know. So it's like, um, it's, it's definitely all about observation, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Take a lot of breaks. So we just went and had like a little mini vacation right mm-hmm. out. And so I, I intentionally was like, I want to play games because I just don't play games at all. I enjoy them, but it's like I never do. I always want games work. like uh, like physical games, games on your phone, mobile board games, games, board games, whatever okay. it is. So I did put this feeler. I was like, hey, what's your favorite mobile game? And like I got a few responses from people. None of them I liked. I was just like, I don't. So what I played Tetris. <laughs> I saw it and I was like, "Classic! I love Tetris. I know what to expect." And I dominated (laughs) on Tetris. Okay, good for you. Thank you, thank you, Jason. I have a funny story about Tetris. I'm just going to derail all of your conversation. (laughs) So I played Tetris on my phone. Um, This was recently, just a few years ago, and I beat the game. Whoa! Like I didn't really. I think there was a glitch in the game, (laughs) but it got to a point, and it said. It, it literally came on the screen and said something to the effect of you can't go any further than this. Um, it wasn't Whoa. like game over. You won. It was just like, we, we can't done. keep up with you. You're too fast. <laughs> it's like that meme where it's like, you've reached the end of the internet and the guy just kind of <laughs> yes. like looking around. Yes. And, like doesn't know where to go after that. <laughs> that was me, you know, and then a week later I picked it up again and I could go further. So nice. I think that they, I, in my mind, the Tetris, uh, you know, they were working really hard to add some <laughs> levels really quick. Like, like hurry, hurry, hurry. this one guy is <laughs> really good. I didn't get to that point, but I definitely got <laughs> Now I don't feel like I dominated Jason. No, you if totally did. Is like, you did. You can't go on any further. You should know Jason Sewell. You did, no. The, the top-ranked Jason Sewell on there. I was like, I know that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that is not my obsession. We got we to gotta roll through this. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, my obsession this week has been Legos. We went from okay. zero Legos oh, to no. like one billion Legos in our house. My wife, she uh, she's all or nothing, right? She so she's is. like, the kids love Legos. I was like, cool, let's buy a couple. And then she's like, our friend down in such and such has this, and now we've got this organizer that's stacked, oh, and everything's gosh. color-coded. and Nice. <sighs> so many Legos. Nice. So it's not the obsession that I want, because I enjoy building them. Right. It's been more like they're just everywhere now. Interesting. Yeah. I think so. there's a thing. The puzzle, though, seems to be a theme of all of these things. I mean, my book was kind of a puzzle. A puzzle you got a, got a oh, puzzle yeah. for your mind. Yeah. You got to miss the game's yeah. a puzzle. Your Legos are like serious puzzles. Like a See, 3D jigsaw puzzle is what those Jason, are. Jason, this is why you're on the show because <laughs> you just tied together everything in a great way. And that's what you need to do with your guests, right? That's if right. You're interviewing them. Got to tie it together. That's how you do it. Yes. So, Jason, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Obviously, we we kind of did a little intro, but right. tell us about you and kind of your story sure. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, real. I mean, it's hard to keep it in a nutshell, but um, 
my life is a puzzle uh, <laughs> that I fit together. Uh, I do various things, you know, in the community. I'm a, I'm a trained theater professional. So um, I went to school for theater and got my master's degree in theater. And I still work in that realm a lot. I do work with young people. I direct plays. Um, and I work with Walton Art Center, Trike Theater, uh, Arts Live Theater. Um, I've done stuff at Art Center of the Ozarks. So I'm kind of that theater, you know, I've got my hands on a lot of... Um, in a lot of what's happening in that sort of arts and culture scene in Northwest Arkansas. Um, you know, my wife, Jill, she is the marketing director at Walton Arts Center. Yeah. So she is, we're a theater family. Um, so that was kind of my first passion. And then, you know, I started a show called Later with Jason Sewell in 2014. I can't oh, believe wow. it's been that yeah, long. And we just ran the show on the public access station for a number of years. And then it kind of snowballed. So we got asked to air the show, <clears throat> excuse me, on Fox 24 on mm -hmm. Saturday nights, every Saturday night, and it still comes on on that platform, 9.30, which is very cool. It follows the newscast on Saturday nights. And because of the success of that, a couple of years ago, um, the station was looking to launch a new lifestyle show, and they asked me to co-host that show with uh, Jacqueline House, who was already employed there at the station. So Jackie and I, every day at 11 o'clock on KNWA, we host a show called Good Day in WA, which focuses on Northwest Arkansas, people, places, events, uh, community organizations, people making our region pop. And um, I have a lot of fun doing that as well. I sing an ultra suede party band. Yeah. Uh, I perform comedy improv. Improv is one of the things that I think, I know we're getting into kind of like interview skills and stuff, and improv is one of the things I think has really helped me um, to be able to conduct interviews and, and yeah. hang out with people and go to events and stuff like that too. So I don't know, that's a lot of stuff, but that's kind of my life in a, no, in a nutshell. Fantastic. Oh, I'm man. a dad and a husband as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, kids, all that. <laughs> all the things on the side there yes. too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we've we've known each other for a few years too. Yeah. And so it's one of those things I've been able to work on several different projects that you've been involved in. And then also I think even recently, shout out to Jason Miller, Red Barn Studio, but we yeah. did some Walton Arts Center stuff and you totally some did. videos and yeah. stuff with them. Yeah. And I love it. I love those things when when the world that you're in kind of connects, right? You connect yeah. the dots. So Walton Arts Center and and you guys and then you're you're filming stuff there and doing stuff there and and I just love to see that. And I think that's one of the things that really keeps me going is connecting people in this region. People, I like to be a connector. People mm -hmm. don't know each other. You're really good at this thing. You're really good at this other thing. You need to know each other. And I'm happy to be that conduit that kind of like bridges that gap. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I have, uh, I had the honor of being on later with Jason Sewell here recently. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about before we started recording. That's but. right. We were talking about this podcast and we, we hung oh, out right. yeah, for, we <laughs> for, for an episode and talked about what you do because yeah. I was so curious about that. And I know you guys have had a lot of success. You're always blowing up my feed on social media <laughs> with all of the great things that you do. So I was just curious to learn more about that. So yeah, yeah we appreciated you coming on. Well, it, was, it was a great honor. And it was, uh, it was definitely one of those that uh, we talked about. It made my mother proud <laughs> to see me on TV. Yes. That's the, the peak of success in I know. her mind. So I was like, you know what, mom? That's for you. I know. Just for you. Thank Jason Sewell later. Yes. So you might be getting a thank you card. I or, would love that. You know, bouquet Brian's mom. Yeah, yeah send mom. me a bouquet <laughs> of, uh, of coffee mugs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So um, let's kind of like dive into the topic, really. I mean, you have a, a vast 
array of obviously expertise in this and you tell you talk about it you know having that improv background has probably helped you a ton yeah but for the average person who's going through this it's like hey we started a podcast or are wanting to get connected with more people and right. bring some value to an audience um what is it like when you're sitting down with someone to make them feel comfortable on camera make them feel comfortable with you and those questions what what's kind of your go-to with that man that's a great that's a great question and it's something that I had to think about like when I was looking at over the questions yeah, that we were yeah. going to, I was, I was just thinking to myself, how do you make people feel comfortable? And I think the first thing is, you know, you guys do it. You got to greet your guests. You got to take a little moment and make them feel comfortable. Sometimes on TV, we don't have that luxury. I mean, we get to oh, greet yeah. them obviously, but we don't have a lot of time just to hang out beforehand. So I think it's about encouraging them that the questions that you're about to ask them they should know the answers to these things. It's not like you're about to throw them a curveball that's something that is way out of the blue. These questions, this interview you're about to conduct should be something that they're fired up about, they're passionate about. Um, and I think that that a lot of times puts people at ease. A lot of times people come to us and they kind of don't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. So we send them the questions in advance and we tell them, and you can kind of gauge, okay, this person they are going to want to stick to the script, right? <laughs> yeah. Or this person, you know, is good to extrapolate a little bit or, you know, just kind of fill in the gaps mm -hmm. so they can talk a little bit more. Um, but I think to make someone feel comfortable, to put them at ease, we always tell them, this is your jam. We're here to be a, like just a, a help shine the spotlight on you to magnify what you're doing. So this is your moment. Take it. Yeah. And, and relax into it, I think, is uh, some a tip I would give to people who are coming for interviews. Yeah, no, that, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, so one of the things, um, when I started co-hosting with this podcast, I had never really hosted right. like, a show. And so you kind of just assume, like, well, if I prepared the questions, that's all that I really got to do. And then as a host, you learn there's a lot more work that goes into that. Yeah. Um, especially when they're just staring at you from across right. the table. Blank stairs. <laughs> Blank stairs. And so um, what tips could you give someone to being a good host on a show? Yeah. I think you want to connect with your guests personally on that personal level before, before even the camera's rolling or the microphones are turned on. You just need to find that connection. I also feel like as a good host, you need to know a little bit about the person and the organization that they work for or the company that they work for so that your game is top notch, mm -hmm. you know? And if you're already, you know, that person approaches you and you're like, hey, Brian, I know you do this podcast. I'm really a big fan. I've been checking it out on my social media. Like you've already made a connection mm -hmm. with them, which is so beneficial because I feel like um, sometimes people can go in cold and there's kind of nothing on the other side of the table. You're not getting that feel, that connection. Um, so that's the first thing I would mm -hmm. say to yeah, people is yeah. make a connection with the human being that you're about to sit down and have a bit of a conversation with. And I think that could help. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. Especially with getting to know them ahead of time too. And and I will tell you as a podcaster, when somebody says, Hey, yeah, I listen to that podcast. You're like, Oh man, that makes you feel good yeah. immediately because I think, especially even in your world too, you don't know, these are just numbers. So you don't actually know the people that are actually listening to it or exactly. engaging with it. Is it bringing you value? We don't know. I mean, yeah, podcasting is kind of a thankless job and I'm sure even some TV Oh man, is I'm well. sure that half of it is my mom just sitting and watching <laughs> things on repeat. And my mom. And your mom. It's between your mom and my mom, that's who there. watches the things that I do. <laughs> and that's what you think. You don't really think about it like, hey, these are actual people on the other side of the camera. These are actual people on the other side of the 
microphone. And so uh, I think it is whenever you get somebody in the studio, making that personal connection is phenomenal too. Yeah. So. Another thing I was going to uh, mention is, is in terms of like crafting an, an excellent interview is to Although you have the questions, be flexible. Yeah. Mm. You might not even get through all of them mm. um, because there's this really great nugget that you want to dive into a little bit further and that you spend the rest of your time focused on that. And I think in some ways you have to be okay with that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and which is, you know, it's a control thing, right? It's like, I had all these <laughs> questions. We were supposed to talk about yeah, all this, we, but we instead this we yeah. went this way and talked about this other stuff. And I think as a host, just being okay with being able to be flexible and kind of go with the flow of the interview. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's no, that's great because as a host, you have to be able to roll with yeah. that. You have to, because you're going to, you're going to jump into things, you know, like Legos and Stephen King. Yes, and, exactly. And you just have to just keep up with it. You yeah, know? absolutely. So how much, and this is a, this is a different type of question. Sure. We didn't send this to you. Oh no. <laughs> it definitely popped up. Uh, so, Improv. The, <laughs> so commentary, right? Yes. This is one that I struggle Ooh. with. I ramble. Mm -hmm. As as anybody who's listened to our podcast knows, as I'm doing right now, <laughs> I keep going, and I'm not ever getting. It's not to the even going to stop. So, how much do you how? <laughs> Man, that, no, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. How specific do you get with the question, but also the commentary? How long does it need to be? Do you feel like you need to reassure yeah. them of their answer? That sometimes I think I th I. I do it more than my co-hosts on either of my shows do is I always want to drop in something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's okay. I think that you got to gauge it. You just yeah. got to be aware of your guests and um, you want them again to feel comfortable. So if you're aware that your guest is totally uncomfortable because you have taken up all the time to kind of explain what they are trying to explain, but in a different way, then cut that off at yeah. some point, right? But I think you just kind of have to read the room. And that's another, I, I always go back to improv, but just reading the room is something that I think mm. has benefited me being able to tell when, when that question is done, when we're ready to move on, or when we can go further into that question, or is this person uncomfortable answering that? We might need to make a note and edit that out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, no, that's good. That is really good. So speaking of questions, yes. how do you craft the questions you're going to prepare for this interview? Yeah, probably the same way you guys do. You sent me some great questions ahead oh, of you. the time <laughs> for this interview. Nice. But I think that you, like I said before, learn the person mm -hmm. or the company or the organization, whatever it is, learn what they are and what they do and try to find those things that are really going to ignite their passion to be able to talk about mm -hmm. their answer, yeah. you know? Um, we obviously shy away from yes and no questions a lot because then you just get yes or no, especially from those interviewees who might feel uncomfortable. Um, do you like what you do? Yes. And then we're done. <laughs> right? It's more open-ended. Yeah, some more yeah. open-ended questions and questions that I think you, as the a person who is conducting the interview, you want to showcase whatever it is in the best way possible, in the best light possible. So giving them questions that have the opportunity of doing that are really going to be for your benefit and their benefit. Yeah. So that's how we go about it. We think through uh, those things. And honestly, once you get, to, I mean, there's a template you can also kind of follow, right? Mm -hmm. So once you fall into the groove of that and you're like, okay, these questions really work for our show, then, you know, you, you modify them for your guests or add in new ones or whatever. But um, you can you can feel rest assured that you have a good template in place for questions. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. So have you ever had a guest who is... Yes. Yeah, <laughs> the answer is yes. Uh, have you ever had a guest who walks in to your studio and 
bright eyed and they all of a sudden just can't i mean yeah they freeze they you know our setup is a smaller setup here but i mean we've you know where you yeah. have to deer in the headlights that. yeah totally how do you help them or how do you do have you seen that what are the best tips man you can it's so great it's so somebody it's you know? so interesting to have those conversations afterwards because like <laughs> er, everything i see runs the gamut of um someone who says usually people who say oh, i'm really nervous i don't know if this is good they're they're actually okay. Yeah, yeah. They they are self-aware that they are nervous and so they want to do a good job. What usually happens with sort of the deer in the headlights is somebody comes in super confident and you're like this is going to be great. Lights, cameras, <laughs> they just shut down, right? And kind of the nervous red splotches start growing all over their face and you're like, "Oh, I feel so bad for you right now." <laughs> Um, you can't say that, or have right? To say that. You don't. No, I. I feel that would be a great <laughs> that, just a moment just of honesty, just so true honesty. Right? We now. all feel bad for you. Yes, Let's all talk yes, about how bad that's we right. Feel for yes. You. Um, speaking of you, you all, I, I people at home might not know there are at least four hundred people in this room right now yes. making this podcast <laughs> oh, this happen is. in front of a live audience. I know, right it, know it feels like it's just a couple of folks in a room multitudes of people are, <laughs> we have an, are contributing uh, an auditorium behind these yes right now, huge so. um no but so making people feel comfortable and what do you do in that moment yeah. i think that that is where you engage those skills of being able to um talk yeah. like you were we were just talking about a moment ago right to be able to fill that gap or fill that void um a lot of times what i've noticed is people sometimes just need a kickstart. so lights come on lights camera action they're nervous you talk them through it, and about halfway through the interview, they're going to start to feel more comfortable and relax into it. And then the next time, what we've noticed is the next time somebody comes on, they're super confident because they've done it one time. Yeah. So I think for us, uh, you know, the show is two and a bit years old now. Um, good day in WA I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah. And I do that one so consistently that we like to have people back. Um, after they've come in, they've cracked the code. They know how to do it. They're way better uh, the second time. A lot of people are great the first time through, but there are those that are just dull. And another thing for people who are <laughs> listening or watching this podcast, don't send a dull employee to conduct an interview Ooh. is a tip. Wow, yeah. <laughs> um, because... I don't know why people do that, but we consistently have, you know, the thought process is they want to ask questions about this category. Mm -hmm. This person is the head of that department. They should go and talk about it. Totally understand that thought process. It's super logical. But when that person sits down and just can't conduct an interview very well, it doesn't reflect well on them or your company. Mm -hmm. So my advice is even if it's someone different who is passionate and who you know will be effusive and fun gregarious send that person to the interview because it's going to make the whole company look better and that one individual they probably already know that they're not that great at interviews that's not their jam they don't want to do that anyway right yep. so i don't know Oh, that's that's exactly. No. You're hitting on a point that we <laughs> we love. Yeah. Um, it actually makes me think. Um, so I am a former high school teacher. And I taught TV broadcasting. Oh, and interesting. So I would send my kids out for interviews. And of course, I would teach beginner through advanced. And yeah. one of my beginner students was always a funny part. And they'd come back with this footage and they were like interviewing a teacher or something and be like, what is your favorite color? Yeah. <laughs> it was just it was hard not to laugh because it was so painful to watch. But I mean, there's just a truth in it. Like, it doesn't matter what the teacher said. It's just a 
It's bad a bad interview. interview. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and even that fact too, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of companies too, that will try to, you know, we're going to start a podcast. We're going to start a, a t, you know, a, a YouTube channel. Right. And they get the top person who knows all the things who can't relate with people. And then they they feel bad on camera and you're like, no, 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 find the person who enjoys this. Yes. And just, it's a skill that you can kind of train them up and yeah. they don't have to know everything, totally. but it definitely needs to be an engaging. And then you have someone that you can go to, to, to be the face of that thing and you can consistently send that person out, which I think is a benefit. Um, you know, another thing that we have uh, consistently is different faces of the company, which is good and bad. Sometimes you like to see the variety of, uh, you know, skill sets or people that work there. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also nice to have that go-to person. Like if we can't get anybody else, we know that, you know, Millie, she's going to come and do the interview and it's going to be amazing or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. So you maybe see a really cool company you want to interview or something like that. You're like so excited to have them on their show and you get, I wasn't using the word a dud, but a dud. I mean a like just dud. not being like you thought they were going to be really great and they are really dull. Yeah. How do you handle that on an interview? Especially, I mean, sometimes I guess are, you're live. Are you? Yeah, we, okay. we're live to tape. So okay. like we don't do any take backs. Okay. Um, <laughs> we for good day for later with Jason Sewell, we film that way in advance. So there is a lot of editing that goes on there. But for Good Day in WA, we we record that um, at 8.30 each morning, and then it airs at 11. So, like, we just send it straight to Master Control, and they plug it in just how we're doing it. Um, so, you do get that person, and you're just, sometimes you just got to roll with it, you know? I mean, the honest <laughs> truth is sometimes you're going to have a bad interview. I'm yeah. not talking about any interviews that happened today. <laughs> you know we, we recorded this in 2015 <laughs> yes, yeah um but sometimes you just have to roll with it sometimes you have to rely on yourself to guide through the interview right mm -hmm. sometimes people you know you send them the list of questions in advance and they literally just have their answers that they scripted out and that's all that they kind of want to say mm -hmm. so it's your job to kind of Make it seem organic and fun, but you're going to have to fill that space with something or else what happens is a lot of people don't realize, you know, if you plan for a four minute interview and you get two minutes out of them, yeah. then you then either need to pad that interview or you got to find time in the rest of the show to make that time up somewhere. Um so it becomes a little bit more challenging if you just kind of run out of things to say. Um, so to answer your question, I think it just comes back on you. Got to be comfortable in that space. Got to be comfortable to be flexible and roll with the punches. If you need to fill uh, time in there, great. Um, also, one of our go-tos is to ask someone their favorite, like let's say they're they, they're there to talk about, you know, we just opened Top Golf. We haven't interviewed Top Golf, but we just opened Top yeah. Golf. Okay, um, person comes to us, they're a dud. They don't know. A whole lot. They just have their answers. But we could say, "Hey, what's your favorite thing about Top Golf?" Oh. People open up a little bit when they're talking yeah. about their favorite stuff. You guys mm -hmm. open the show with talking about what have you been obsessed with, which is kind of like the same thing, right? It mm -hmm. gets people to relax and open up a little bit. So I think that that could be a go-to question when you have that person who isn't so comfortable answering uh, all the questions, even if you sent them to them in advance. Yeah, yeah. How many times do you say, uh, so tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, yeah. yes, totally. <laughs> That's yes. a follow-up. <laughs> hmm. hmm. Tell me more. What I'm Please. hearing you saying is, is man it's amazing <laughs> is that 
Is, is that, that accurate? Is that over? Is that okay? Good. Yeah. Good. Um, hey, this has been fantastic. So just kind of wrap up a little bit, uh, Jason. You have, you have talked about really engaging people, kind of knowing yourself, kind of going through, you know, helping know what their passions are too. That helps create a great interview, right? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of a lot of great information here, but um, what's what is for you? What's kind of like your advice to somebody really just getting into this world? Hey, I've never really done a, anything recorded. Right. You know, help help that kind of first time person. Give them some advice. Trust yourself. Mm. Um, come That's in great. with a complete. Um, I know it's hard because like if you're just starting something and you don't even know what you're doing. Um, you don't want to seem overconfident or over cocky, but trust yourself. Also, recruit an amazing team of people that are going to help you. I know that in everything I do, um, whether it is theater related, television related, whether I'm singing in ultra suede, whatever it is, it's never just me. Um, and that's something that I keep at the forefront of my mind and what I try to try to say all the time is it, we are so much stronger because of all of the elements that all of the people bring to the table, you know? Uh, and so I really feel like the sense of team, we're stronger together. And also recognize that, I mean, it could be, depending on what you're doing, I think you'll have a stronger product if what you are promoting or interviewing about or hosting or whatever, don't make it about you. Mm -hmm. Make it about that thing, that product, that person, that event, that organization. It's about them. You are just there as a mouthpiece or just to kind of like make sure that the sh spotlight shines over on that group. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'm just made those up. But if I was to give a one, two, three, Man, yeah. trust yourself. It's all about the team and it's not about you. It's about the organization you're there to help promote. Boom, I mean, done. <laughs> Mic drop. Don't, yeah. Well, carefully, I don't want to carefully drop, drop these. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> not going to touch it. <laughs> that was fantastic, man. That was yeah. awesome. So, Jason, tell us what's next for you. What's coming up? Well, yeah. what is coming up for me? <laughs> well, I, I mean, there's a few things kind of exciting to talk about. Um, later with Jason Sewell, we are wrapping up season seven of that Goodness. show. That's crazy. Um, it's gonna. I think we will have a hundred and thirty some odd thirty episodes uh, under our belt at the end of this season and then we're launching season eight that will launch in september um okay. so coming yeah. up very soon uh i can't believe it's been since 2014 and i can't believe it's eight seasons of that show so uh for people that don't know wow. we do 32 fresh episodes a year and 20 of those are reruns filling out the the 52 weeks in mm -hmm. the year um and then obviously you know good day in wa we do that every day and we love it so much and i think that one of the things that's on the horizon that we're looking forward to is hosting events again back yes. when we can have oh, events yeah. Yeah. you know so that's one of the other things i didn't really touch on a lot but just i love being in our community and being a mouthpiece and hosting events like being physically in the space and a lot of times people want you um to be flexible because they don't know what's going to happen at their event. Yeah, They're like, yeah. we have a game plan, but this could happen or that could happen. So I love being in that space. I love helping organizations kind of um, figure out what they should do in the moment for an event. So I'm looking forward to that coming up yeah. again, too. And obviously performing, you know, improv, music, whatever it is. 
again, those are events where people gather. So we'll see how it all plays out, but I'm looking forward to doing those again. Yeah. And then I'm going to, I'm going to say this. So I'm speaking it into being, yes. Uh, I'm in the middle of writing a screenplay right now. So what? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know, you, I got to be creative. I feel yeah. like while I've had all of this time downtime during the pandemic, um, I just hopped in front of my computer and I started, I've written a few things. I've written a bunch of sketches for later with Jason Sewell. That's going to come out season eight, but I'm also in the middle of writing a full on, movie script so right see where that on, goes man that's fantastic yeah i said it so now i have to it's, complete it i mean yes. you want to put a date on it now no. just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can make this a real official yes. if we need to. yeah <laughs> no that's fantastic man i'm very excited about that well hey thank you for what you do for our community mm-hmm. too i mean that i will say i mean just northwest arkansas in general has benefited so much from all the, oh, the time and effort that you put into promoting everyone here and all the great things that are happening uh, in Northwest Arkansas. So and thank I, you. Yeah. And I think that's one of, you know, if I could be a cheerleader for Northwest Arkansas, I would wear a uniform and run around and do it. I do it in my <laughs> own way, but I love our community and I love that we're always about positivity. Uh, we're mm-hmm. about putting, you know, our best foot forward. There's so many nonprofits here in this region per capita. We have a huge yeah. amount of nonprofits uh, and the companies here too are just amazing. And, and I just really feel like it's easy when you live in a place like this to be a cheerleader for all the great stuff we have going on. Absolutely. So the community makes it easy. So yeah. I love I loved being able to be that mouthpiece and, and joining with my team and making those things happen. Well, thank you. And it, you'll see a really cool montage at the beginning of your show that goes through so many really cool po- points in Northwest Arkansas. You can kind of get a full taste of everything here. Yeah. You know, or a you little know taste, I guess. Of it's that, funny so. that you bring that up. I know you're trying to wrap this up, but <laughs> recently... How do you control yeah. a guest that just kind of keeps on <laughs> But, uh... I, a lot of people do compliment that intro yeah, montage yeah. because it does. We go, you know, from all the way up in, uh, you know, Bentonville, all the way down to Fort Smith, mm-hmm. stopping at hot hot spots along the way. Because I mean, we're kind of one community like that, and we love yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, where can people follow you, get connected, reach out? All the stuff. I'm on all the social medias. You can find me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, just my name, Jason Sewell. You can find GoodDanWA at GoodDanWA.com, later with Jason Sewell, later with JasonSewell.com. We're on YouTube. Just, you know, type my name into the search bar, find it, and follow it. He's in Google somewhere. Yeah, I'm You're in the there. Googles. Some of the Googles. There. That's awesome. Well, hey, thank you again. And obviously all of the notes and everything that we've taken today, all the links and everything for Jason and all the stuff we've talked about will be at GoRogueX.com. Make sure you jump over there. Hit that subscribe button as well if you haven't already. And go check out Later with Jason Sewell and Good Day, Good Day in WA. I was you rolling. You were rolling. rolling. I know. Day. I'm ready to go sign up for everything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, and uh, until next week, we'll see you then. Thanks. Rapid fire. You ready to go, Lauren? I'm ready. So this is, you just hit me with questions and I answer. We're yep. doing Do it. I have to say the first thing that comes yes. into my mind? Flamingo. Okay. Pink. <laughs> I answered. He's asking oh. you. Oh. He said flamingo. Well, I was thinking about the... No, you have to say no, 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 what do you think? Just a word. Oh, word? Yeah. River.
Flamingo in a river? Oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna go like this. Ready? We're gonna do <laughs> okay, okay, this. Okay. Is, this is uh, first thing that comes to your mind. Globe. White. Because of that one back there. Oh, Parks and Rec. Leslie, nope. Oh. Oh, oh, we have to. Oh, uh, Ron Swanson. Tom. I can't. Have a record. Is that a have record? Have a record. This is interesting. Dead left shrimp. <gasps> shrimp wall. <laughs> Because it's in the episode yeah, where he's totally. reaching up to grab the shirt. <laughs> Are we still going? We're still going. Oh. Uh, Mouse Rat. Mm. Yeah, Chris Pratt. Yeah. yeah. Guardians of Galaxy. Mm. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> Brute. Yeah, and that's Brute. how you play, guys. That's fantastic. <laughs> you are, that's an improv game. Yeah, you improv game. Totally podcast. Brian, I had to explain <laughs> it all is, the answers. Oh, the whole time. Because of the glow. I'm like... But because he was in Guardians of the like, Galaxy. Be, let me let me give you a little more insight. Let me explain oh my, my explanation. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. We should do that at some point. Just word association. Yeah. Oh. Get with it, Brian. I'm so sorry. I'm not No, cool. it's good. Hey, I we have a new thing now. Yeah. Yeah. All You're right. Welcome. So we are going. We're just going to leave all this in, sure. by the way, because this is sure. fantastic. It's rapid fire. It's rapid fire. It's a different type of rapid fire. Mm-hmm. So you're mm-hmm. welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Go. What book do you wish would be turned into a movie? Oh, this is a great one for I Jason. Know. <laughs> mm. Oof. Nice. Uh, well, it's that's interesting because there's a lot of them that are being turned into movies and recently. Shouldn't be. And shouldn't uh, Yeah, it shouldn't be. <laughs> Sure, you have opinions on that too. Yes, I do. I have a lot of opinions. Can I go? This has been turned into a movie. I'm going to talk to you about a whole franchise that I think (laughs) should happen. Are you ready? I love it. Okay, so Clive Cussler, he recently passed away. He's written 26 books about this character named Dirk Pitt. Matthew McConaughey played Dirk Pitt uh, in a movie called Sahara, maybe like 20 years ago or something. (laughs) Um, And they've taken two stabs at it now. Back in the 70s, they made a movie called Raise the Titanic with a different Dirk Pitt. Then Matthew McConaughey did it like in the early 2000s, I believe. Yeah. it's time to give that give that character another swing. There's 26 mm. books. There's plenty of source material. It his books read like a movie script. They're very quick reads. Um, you know, he's a he's a globe trotter. He's all over the place. So I feel like we need to take another swing and knock that out of the park because that franchise is just ripe for somebody to start making movies. I That's totally awesome. agree. He's I love some of his books and yeah. I think I think it was Inca Gold. Was Inca Gold. It's Inca a good Gold. One, so. I, I can. I was just talking to the guy who came over to uh, look at some problems we were having with our house. Random, but he was like Inca Gold, man. And I was like, I know. And it starts, and he dives into the well at the beginning. Yes. And like, I'm like, how do I remember this book I read 20 years ago? Is so impressed, imprinted, as they say in the Twilight series, on my mind. Right. Nice. Yes, I completely agree. All right, All right keep going. You're okay. next because I'm. I'm still pondering. So, um. One series that I like, um, Dan Brown has yes. done some interesting ones, and the I think it's called The Lost Symbol. Oh, yeah, totally. It's a really good one, and I don't think they're going to try to do it because there's a lot of stuff in it that's really would be very it's hard. It's the one cinematic. based in Washington, D.C., yes. right? Yeah. Yes, um, and there's a scene in that book where it's completely pitch black, and I love when an author can make you feel exactly how you know you're supposed to feel and everything, and I've always wondered, how would you do this in a movie where it's like, pitch black and everything but I mean it's such a good book it's one of my favorites and I know they're not going to make it I, I don't movie. think they will either it's so good Brian you got to go read it we're giving uh, you yeah, tips. oh yeah, yeah you got to go read this so much because it's um it's all about the masons right mm-hmm. or the freemasons right yeah. and Washington DC and all of the symbolism there mm-hmm. um and they're they're 
they're going in all of the like monuments and they end up in the Washington Monument at the end. It's great. So National it. Treasure. Yeah. That was a yeah. great movie. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. teasing. Yeah. Poor Jason. Yeah, Jason that one's one of my favorites. It's a great one. That's awesome. Good pick. Okay. I read business books. Oh, here okay. We here we go. So maybe The Dip by Seth Godin. That Are could be serious? a great movie. No. Who would play it? Who would play the main character? Ooh, that's a good question. John Malkovich. Okay. He kind of looks like. Seth Godin. Anyway, uh, so I don't know if this has happened. I will say I'm excited about The Call of the Wild, the remake with yeah. Harrison Ford. Yes. Has it been a movie in the past? I know they've done a couple different TV I don't think it has. things. I don't think it can. Okay, that was a book I loved growing up, Call of the Wild, um, and that just came out. But uh, has The Boxcar Children been a movie? I loved The Boxcar Children. I love The Boxcar Children. <laughs> See, thank you, Jason. Uh, as well. I, mean, I don't the know if it would series. be a good movie or not, but... Yeah. Uh, Are you feeling left out? I yeah. didn't. I was like, <laughs> He's like, I don't read any... What, like, what children's books can I... Pull out of my memory. I, hey, we oh, goodness, we've recently talked about the boxcar children. We have actually. That is that is a, for some reason. It's like now that I'm a parent, you uh-huh. know, and I'm like my kids can understand books now. What are we reading? And so yeah, yeah. it's good. Go. <laughs> Guys, thanks for the pity. Okay, it's like, <laughs> great. <laughs> That's great. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's great. There are books that my wife has told me about. I'm like that would be, make a great movie, and I would probably watch that right. movie. I'm not going to read that book, but I would watch that movie. Yes. Okay, we're gonna get let's you on move on. Books. Please, let's get you on book reading. <laughs> hey, well, I now know my proper positioning for That's reading. That's right, yeah, no. So, yeah. You're ready to, you're get ready ready to go. Up. This <laughs> yep. is great. Yep. <laughs> okay, this is up your alley. What? what piece of technology brings you the most joy? Oh. Oh. Go, Jason, go. Mm. Dang it. Yeah, I'll about, go. Okay. And you'll eat. Please. It's my lamp again. Oh, goodness, a stupid lamp. Is this lamp. a recurring theme? This is a, a <laughs> I swear, man. So I got this touch lamp when I was in college. It's survived. It's fallen off bunk beds. It's survived many moves. It looks like a spaceship. It's an ugly lamp. It is. But it's like it has three different settings and everything. And I love this lamp. It's like the perfect setting for like when you're about to go to sleep and when it's, I, I love this lamp. Now right. I will shed actual tears when it breaks. Now I feel like we need a. I want a description on what you mean by technology because okay. because yeah, yeah. a lamp is qualifying. So like, how far back do we go? Our baseline, like a rudimentary, like a lathe. Is that like what industrial technology? There's uh, that's good. That's good. Okay, so I'm gonna bump it up a little bit. I would have to say at my least camera. into the 20th century. Yeah, really. Get out of the, yeah. So I'm the Brian in this last. You are yes, finally. Now you know how it feels. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to say my camera. I mean, I'm a camera guy, so I it when I go out to create, not just what we're doing right now, which is creating, but you know, an actual like, hey, I want to have an artistic expression. That is that is my medium, and and I enjoy it so much. So I actually have. This is I don't know if this is going back to lamp modes here. Yeah, but, I love uh, lamp. I, <laughs> So the uh, the setup of um, I'm sorry Holga, which is the the medium format, just the plastic camera. That to me has been so much fun. It's a film camera, but it is so basic, and it is so much fun because you get light leaks in there. You're dealing with film. I don't know if that's technology though. There are no batteries, Lauren. There is no mm, electricity. If there's no batteries or electricity, is, is it, it technology? I don't know. I mean, the Man, we are just opening up technological A lot of questions. <laughs> What about you, Jason Sewell? Uh, I mean, I'm going to be that guy that just says my phone. Um, yeah, that's okay. But a phone. Uh, and I'll Cordless. tell you, 
<clears throat> I'll tell you cord- why it brings me joy. Cordless phone. <laughs> bag phone. You guys remember those? I what? love mine. <laughs> that brought me joy back in the day. I was like, this yes. is so cool. What do you mean back in the day? I, I <laughs> was talking to you earlier on my bag phone. And your convertible as you're rolling down yes. Miami Beach Avenue. <laughs> just wind in your hair. <laughs> just wind and that's all you can hear. Because it has no like white noise cancellation. No, there's nothing. It's mm-hmm. straight microphone. <clears throat> no, but seriously, I... um. I've learned how to make my phone work for me. I feel like a lot of people get trapped yeah. by their phones and then they're addicted to their phones. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know what works for me. I know what kind of parameters and what guidelines I need to install mm-hmm. <laughs> to make sure that I am good with my phone. Like for instance, I mean, this can be a shocker. I don't allow any push notifications on my phone oh. because I would get addicted when push notifications first came out. I was like, man, I gotta have, I gotta, I gotta know what's going on. I gotta know what's going on. Now I'm like, you know what? I'm on my phone every five minutes anyway. So gonna it, see it. I'm going to see it. Why yeah. do I need to be bugged about it? Right. So anyway, I'm making man. my phone work for me. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah. That's awesome. A- any apps that you're using? We're just going to keep this going. Um, this poor, if you're still listening, by the way, I'm going to send <laughs> you a free you. t-shirt. <laughs> you just tell us, hey, I listen yes. to the end of the episode. Yes. And we're going to send it to you. Boom. Boom. That's, that's good. <laughs> uh, any apps? There's this one called Calculator. Calculator? I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> I thought there was some other pun <laughs> in there. Like a lean in. What compass? Is it's <laughs> a compass like, app that I'm always using. Calculator, like Calculator. Yeah. I thought there was like some pun that app. That should have been the like, name of your podcast. Calculator. calculator. Um, Again, bringing it back to Parks and Rec. Yeah. There's some type of... No, I'll know. tell you though, when I'm not reading a book, I'm listening to a book. I have Audible and I really liked, uh, like listening to books on nice. this. Nice, nice. All right. This was, all, this was an intervention to for you about reading books. <laughs> Alex, she set this up. My (laughs) wife was just like, hey, I hear you're going over there. You need to tell him to read more books. Okay. She has tried so hard. We'll sit down. She's like, hey, this is a great book. I think you're going to love it. I'm like, all right, here we go. Yeah. And then I get my posture wrong or something. Right. It's it's all about the the There's a lot of variables. I know. And you can let your mind wander. But if you hop in on the the lost symbol, right? Yes. That one's a great one. Or The Dip by Seth Godin. It just grabs you up front. I'm sure that cannot be true. When the marketing and it goes down, you get into the dip. And Is you the need cover to get... of the book just stock market? Uh... Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember this. Like it just flatlines. Oh, poor Seth Godin. Yeah. We're going to shout out to Seth Godin. Way to go, Seth Godin. Way, way to go. I mean, so. publishing a book is a big deal. Way to go. It's true. All right, we're out. Listen, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.